Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new Proto Podcast episode. My name is Mina Stefanovic, and I'm going to be your today's host. And today we're going to talk about sport and tech topics. In the news, in these days, we could have read that German media company Bild, which publishes the popular sports build newspaper and digital news platform, has launched an investment program for sports technology and data startups, which is called B2Sport. Also, Wimbledon is including enhanced AI-powered automated videos highlights using state-of-the-art sound analytics, and they're also building an app for tennis lovers in countries with low bandwidth so they don't miss out anything. Times for sport tech companies in Europe are quite exciting, and um, there are big sports organizations hosting tech events, applying tech to find solutions in their everyday business. Basically, it looks like it's a new era in sports coming, and how is technology disrupting sport? That's the main question. With us today to help us answer these questions is Timothy Deschamps, coming from Colosseum Sports Israel. Hello, Timothy. <laughs> Hello, very nice, very nice to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the opportunity for this conversation is actually uh, the collaboration between the Colosseum Sports Tech Program and the Science Technology Park in Belgrade. In May, you hosted uh, a conference, and also now there's a program for startups, like mentoring acceleration of startups, which, which are dealing with topics in sports and solving those, those issues with technology. So what can you tell us about Colosseum Sports Tech Program? Okay, so um, first off, it's very nice to be back in Belgrade again. And, uh, Welcome back. And I love Serbia. <laughs> um, so Colosseum Sports Tech Serbia is a... It's a five-month program uh, that aims to accelerate sports tech startups in Serbia and scale the, the entire ecosystem. So we started with a, a big event to gather the sports business community, uh, the tech community as well. It took place in, in the Science Technology Park of Belgrade, and it was very nice. And so that marked the launch of the, the program. Now we're uh, running the Colosseum Bootcamp, which is a five-month acceleration program based on mentoring, as you said, uh, workshops to kind of guide these startups, um, early stage startups in, in the sports tech world. Um, and, and then it's going to end in, in October with a, with a demo day event so that these uh, startups can present the solutions to, to an audience of investors and, and angel investors. Oh, that's a great thing, actually. And uh, how did you choose to collaborate with the Science Technology Park Belgrade? And how did you choose Serbia as a... Um, as a place where you find startups which are working in the area of sports so so we figured coming from israel we have the the second biggest sports tech ecosystem in the world right behind the us so we have a certain know-how to 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 export and so we looked at serbia uh, as a very interesting country because we um we witnessed you know so many serbian coaches and athletes being successful in the sports industry at, at international levels and so the opportunity was there. Now, the structure may be missing in terms of accompanying these this early stage startups that want to develop technologies in sports. And so with the science technology part, we already had relation in, in, in other areas. And so we thought sports was a, was a great way to go between our two organizations. So we, we both chose Serbia and the science technology part to, to, to be working on this topic with them. And it's been a very, very successful collaboration this far. 
I think it's interesting also to mention that on the conference, which was in May with the, in the Science Technology Park, there were not just um, tech enthusiasts, but there were also people from sports, trainers, coaches, Serbian athletes, right? So they actually did. a lot, a lot of them showed up, and uh, and it was very interesting in the sense that. You had insights from, as you said, trainers, coaches, former athletes as well that shared their insights of, of the, the athlete's journey and the role technology can play in, in that journey. Um, so I think they're all very interested in, in what we're doing and, and what the program is about and what these startups are actually uh, working on. And um, and the point is to find solutions that can actually solve problems. So, so having the athletes and the coaches and the people concerned about this and the industry stakeholders uh, was very insightful and very important as well because we aim to gather the whole community. Are the athletes and coaches also going to work in a way like mentors, advisors to startups in these couple of months while they're developing their products? For sure, yeah, for sure. That's the goal and that's why we, we did this big event to gather everyone so that they, they were aware of what's happening. And um, and not only you have former athletes starting uh, companies themselves uh, in the sports tech industry, uh, but also acting as mentors, uh, you know, especially if you're talking about companies that develop a certain technology for a specific topic like fitness it's Mm -hmm. very important to touch the market to talk to the fitness guys because that's that's their industry that's their market um so they will definitely be involved as mentors or or guidance that's great let's dig a bit deeper in in the topic what are actually the challenges faced by sports today which can be solved with technology uh some of the topics uh, mentioned on the conference are also wearables we can mm-hmm. see lots of people which are not even in the sports but wearing wearables and just man- ma- monitoring their uh, number of kilometers or calories but there are also smart facilities how people eat and how that influence their their metabolism uh, data analytics in sports, which are the challenges maybe those startups are solving now, if you can yeah. share with us, or which are the challenges in sports which you you observed and know that they need a solution and that solution can be provided by technology. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned data. Data is definitely a key topic. You know, collecting data, analyzing data, monetizing data is always is always a challenge. And in sports, it's not an exception. Um, and so that covers wide areas. You know, you you were talking about wearables, so athlete performance is, is one of the key verticals of sports tech, and we have this concept of the augmented athlete, so collecting data, monitoring everything so that you can boost performance. Smart facilities is also a big area. Um, the idea with smart facilities is really to provide a connected experience, an immersive experience, seamless experience in terms of user experience when you get to the facility, what kind of experience you have when you enjoy sports on live and in the stadium. What can be a smart facility? Can you just yeah. explain to us bluntly? So a smart facility is, is somewhere that you can walk in with your phone, scan a QR code, order food from your seat. Um, even energy-wise also, a smart facility is something that's not too consuming in terms of energy. So you have smart grids, uh, solar panels, uh, and so on. So basically that's a stadium where yeah. you watch like an ordinary game, mm-hmm. but it's completely connected with digital devices exactly. and you don't have anymore the guy who's going around and screaming, do you want sausages? <laughs> but you order it through your phone and mobile app. That's 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 one of the applications mm-hmm. and you have many startups doing this, but it's also live experience. So engaging mm-hmm. with the game in live, you know, so instead of uh, watching it in a static mode, um, you know, you can bet on who is going to score the next goal. You can enjoy and engage mm-hmm. on Messenger, on WhatsApp, on on mm-hmm. any channel mm-hmm. in live. You know, we have mm-hmm. a company in Israel that that does um, in live interactions like this in in the NHL, for example, in the U.S. 
And so, so in, on the big screens and the stadiums, they engage with the fans like, okay, bet on uh, who is going to score tonight. Okay, on messaging live in Wiener Jersey, you know. Mm-hmm. So these kind of interactions are, are important because they participate in the engagement of the fan. And that's one of the key challenge, engagement and retention of the fan. Um, you know, we live in a world where, where you all uh, ask you to be, to be on every channel and, and on every social media and, and the competition of attention is there. So the idea is, is really to provide an experience that, that engages the fan. Mm-hmm. Great. So we covered the data analytics and data. We covered smart facilities. I'm also so I'm thinking about uh, athletes. Yeah. Can you share with us some of the challenges and some of the technologies and possible solutions to make athletes uh, exercise better and their um, final scores better? Yeah. So so you mentioned wearable technologies. Yeah. Um, that was the, the the most obvious example, of course, and it started pretty early back back in the beginning of the years two thousands. Now the thing is, what we're seeing. We, we're more and more going for non-invasive technologies, which means through artificial intelligence softwares and computer vision technology, you can easily track uh, what's happening on the field, but also monitor the health parameters of the athlete. So that gives analytics not only to the athlete itself to see where it stands in terms of performance and, and health monitoring, but also to the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have softwares that, that analyze everything that can help the coaches plan his training sessions. Uh, so that is very important because it saves time, it saves energy in collecting this data, and um, and it's very important to boost performance. Great. So basically, you can uh, very easily, I mean, maybe not easily, but you have like overview of your performance and know which are the weak spots and trainer can I- identify those weak spots and you train on those spots better. Yeah, okay. exactly. So if everyone uses the technology, all the athletes, probably the um, the results are going to go up and high and we're going to have some superhumans then <laughs> with technology. Maybe. Well, so, so that's not the idea. The idea is, is to boost the human capabilities okay. to not replace them, of course. Um, it's, but it's true that at the competition levels, you know, in the international competitions, you you see so many good athletes and, mm-hmm. and now the margins are, are very thin. You know, mm-hmm. who is going to win? You're talking about a fraction of second, a mm-hmm. fraction of, uh, so it's it, all everything matters. You know the position mm-hmm. of the elbow, the position of uh, the fact that your heart is being faster than the other. So, so this has to be tracked and mm-hmm. and seen also. And we have many solutions that now brings also cameras to the mm-hmm. training facilities to analyze this and and actually see it. You know, because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say you have to work on on this, you have to work on your arm position to smash a, mm-hmm. on a tennis court. It's another thing to see it and and see exactly what you have to improve on. Okay. So so the the goal is to is to augment you know the uh, the athlete experience, but not replace of course the the athlete's uh, capabilities and and really to just improve it and and empower. It. Mm, I have a question now. Yeah. This is like a completely improvised question, but I'm thinking about the technology and the rich countries and the poor countries. How do you feel that that's going to develop? Because if um, uh, is that technology going to be accessible to everyone? Uh, because if we have only countries which can buy that technology, they can have uh, amazing athletes. But you have also lots of potential in the countries which, which maybe don't have enough money to buy that technology or maybe to develop it. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a challenge. And, and so what we're hoping, you know, is that a lot of uh, these technologies are reaching, of course, countries where they can afford it when it's being developed. So the U.S., uh, 
for you know Israel, but but we're trying. The thing is, we're trying to hope for a spillover effect. Mm-hmm. So so if you reach the top top levels in terms of mm-hmm. technology, then of course it's going to go down. You know, in within time, it's going to go down to the grassroots levels and and within uh, every every environment. So our Colosseum Sport, this is really what we're about. We want to scale sports tech not only in Israel, not only mm-hmm. in Europe, but also in, in, in other parts of the world. So, And, um, and I, think, um, I think it's going to happen. And what you see is that it also empowers uh, grassroots sports uh, to bring technologies to them. Um, I remember we were talking to an Indian organization that works in, in villages to, you know, to make young people actually work out or run and, and organize these trainings for for you know, impoverished um, uh, communities, and and so and their technology can help because it can help scale um, these these initiatives and 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 reduce the the the, the cost to to market, so the entry, the barrier entry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on that front, you're here working these days with some of the the best tech startups in Serbia. You're working uh, as their mentor. Uh, what is your general feel on the ideas the startups are working and uh, basically their ideas in, in this area? So, so what we witness is that there is a great energy, and, and that that is really very nice to see and, and have, and that's what we we're hoping with this program, and and that's what we're having, and so we're very happy about it. There's energy in different in different verticals of sports tech. Uh, the betting the betting industry is 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 a big one because it's it's big here in Serbia, so so people can. You know, develop solutions to engage more with betting and and provide customized experience also because mm-hmm. we're saying is betting it's a kind of a static thing and you're always relying on the on the house to to win. So we have startups coming in with solutions to for peer-to-peer betting and so on. And with fitness is is also growing because it's growing in Serbia in general. And uh, and so you know, connecting trainers with uh, with trainees and 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 have online classes and and all these uh, solutions. So. So definitely impressed uh, by by the Serbian uh, sports tech startups, and they have great ideas now. Another challenge is to execute them, and in, in a very challenging market because the sports mm-hmm. market is 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 a specific industry. Um, What makes it specific? Makes it specific. Well, first because it's it's you know it's this industry that hasn't been disrupted in over the last twenty five thirty years, uh, and it's been constantly growing, and it's mm-hmm. still growing. So so it's hard uh, to to make sports industry stakeholders understand that the future of sports relies on technologies and that if you don't implement the solutions and try you know change now um, you're gonna you're gonna lose fans you're gonna lose money you're gonna you're gonna start uh, going down the hill so so even though the sports industry is still strong uh, we see that competition is not coming from the sports itself but from other entertainment areas you know for me netflix is a competition for sports uh, for mm-hmm. the traditional sports industry and so if they understand that then they're able to to implement technologies that answers these challenges mm-hmm. uh, and so that's that's the goal and that's what these uh, serbian startups are all working on i'm not basically uh, a sports fan so this is like a far topic for me but it was really interesting exploring these couple of days what are the disruptions and one of the disruption is also broadcasting for me and the first like reading just the broadcasting it was really like why what broadcasting has to do anything with sports but through this story and the story about netflix as well uh and engaging the the audience broadcasting in sports has uh, a very 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 much logic behind it mm-hmm. basically providing sports to to customers consumers 
maybe at home, maybe mm-hmm. through Netflix channels, right? Yeah. So broadcasting is a very big area for, for sports. And so there's two things. Once you have a lot of sports and a lot of competitions that are not yet broadcasted mm-hmm. because it's a lot of money to broadcast with traditional satellite TV. Okay. And so startups are and big companies and, and in Israel, we have very strong companies in that field, you know, produce automatically uh, with artificial intelligence. So no need for uh, people on the field to hold the cameras, mm-hmm. but the cameras are fixed and they produce automatically and they move and track uh, what's okay. happening on the field automatically. So that saves tons of time and, and money to the sports industry and enables to broadcast, um, you know, things that weren't on, uh, available Uh like second tier leagues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sports, minor sports that only 5,000 people watch uh, on Sundays, but it's still relevant for them to watch mm-hmm. it. So you got to create channels where they can enjoy it. And, and so you were talking about Netflix, OTT, you know, okay. called over the top streaming services okay. or a big thing. Uh, and in the sports, you had you had many recent developments like platforms like Dazen by the Perform Group in a London-based organization that mm-hmm. has been buying rights uh, all over Europe uh, is is going into that, and, and a lot of a lot of traditional sports organizations are also launching their own OTT service to to provide their fans in with the, the best ex- customized experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a lot of new things to look for in the future. Uh, and what about you? How did you end up in sports technology world? So, so sports tech, uh, you know, came to me kind of as an obvious logical step because I was uh, working in the sports industry okay. in France, both uh, in, in, in football and in tennis okay. uh, as part of the organization of the French Open and, and the, the Professional Football League. So, and then I, I was also active in, in the innovation scene in, in France uh, and, uh, and I, st- I had my own startup for six months as well and, and so it kind of you know, it was obvious to me to merge the both both of my passion for sports and tech innovation and, and, and being in Israel, uh, moving to Israel, and it was the place to be because when you look at the global map, uh, it's the second biggest ecosystem in the world, as I said. So there's so much potential to, to not only export that know-how, but also export the sports tech know-how in general. And um, and so that's why we're very excited to, to be here in Serbia, to be working with the Serbian startups, and, and it's uh, great developments to follow. So stay tuned. We are. And so we are staying tuned. But what are the next steps for Colosseum Sport in Israel? So Colosseum Sport, we are launching um, an incubation program in November uh, where we're going to work with early stage startups in in Israel, uh, mentoring them then for a couple of months. Um, We're also launching soon a a product for the sports industry to get into the sports tech world very easy uh, through an online platform. And, um, And yeah, no, very... Very excited. Other projects we are working also on other continents and leading initiatives in in Argentina, Brazil, and so on. So so a good time, a good time to uh, to be working on sports tech, and, and we'll see that everyone is interested in what the startups are doing in in sports. Working globally, then definitely. Yes. yes. Okay. Since we're on a note of working globally, and uh, how do you see the future of sports globally? So. You know, this is a very, very tough question because it's always kind of down to predict the future. But I yeah. think uh, <laughs> I think the future of sports definitely relies on technology to provide, you know, immersive experiences, augmented experiences, connected experiences, because that's the must. You know, that's the must you have in very different in a lot of industries. Um, and so so sports have to move into that direction, but without losing 
what that's what's at the core of sports so mm-hmm. the emotions uh the engagement the fact that it's one of the most the last meaningful life product you know it's unpredictable and that that's what's the magic of sports and uh and so you got to keep that uh and technology has to be there to, to help just augment that experience and uh and provide provide fans with the with the best you know experience for them because sports sports is sure what what we love about sports is that everyone loves sports mm-hmm. you know it's universal uh, and so technology definitely doesn't have to replace sports, but to augment it. And to actually provide that it comes to as much as people, as much as people it, it can reach. Definitely, definitely. And, and I think we, we, we very much into that this idea that technology can empower a lot mm-hmm. of people to, you know, take over sports and, mm-hmm. and, and do sports and, and, and actually uh, work hard, practice, train. And, and this is the aim uh, that we're targeting to also export this uh, these technology solutions to everyone so that you know professional from amateur and there's solution for everyone really uh, in Israel you have a lot of startups at the, for the amateurs you have a lot of stuff for the professional sports and same here in Serbia okay all segments of the of the, the population is targeted and all segments of the sport and all segments of sports cross Great. sports thank you very much Tim for this conversation thank you so much thank you so much it was really nice to be here We were talking about uh, technology and sports and how technology is going to disrupt the sports industry and actually make it accessible to all Mm -hmm. segments of people and all segments of sports. Uh, My name is Mina Stefanovic and you were listening another episode of Protok Podcast. Stay tuned.